man who put Clanfer PG on the map for Wales. He's flirted with the wrestler Adrian Street, and he'll make a song about anything. From Wirral, Merseyside, UK, meet and greet Don Woods. So, a very, very good day to everybody. It is the 8th of August, 2022. Uh, We have obviously had stinking hot weather, uh, much as I have sympathy with uh, the United Kingdom suffering for two days. I think we're into about our eighth week of between 30 and 40 degrees. Just let that sink in for a minute as I go over the mountain range in the fictional plane up across France, over the channel uh, and a little bit out to sea and swinging back in over Wales, coming in via Don's favourite airport, which is John Lennon Airport. Good morning. Welcome to you, Don. How are you today? I'm all right, Vince. I'm okay. Uh, um, John Lennon Airport. (laughs) It's Speak Airport, as you well know. (laughs) So don't start me off. Well, I mean, the, the rest of the world calls it John Lennon Airport. So, you know, there'll only be you and I that can speak about this particular airport. But, uh, yes, I, I I do remember all the old gags about getting on the bus at the pierhead and saying, is this bus going to speak? And yeah. the clippy saying, oh, well, it hasn't done anything up till now. But, you know, I mean, seriously, um, what's in the name? I know that you're a big John Lennon fan. I had my John Lennon T-shirt on last week um, when I was gigging and uh, somebody was absolutely delirious. So excited that I wore my John Lennon airport. Um, which you, uh, John Lennon airport. You wore your John Lennon airport. Especially for you, Don. Especially. <laughs> I want you, want you to imagine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I said, I'm nothing against a fella, you know, oh. or, or the name of the airport. I couldn't care less. It's just that, to me, it's Speak Airport, and that's it. Oh, well, well, listen, let's go the whole hog. Let's not call uh, Wirral in any part, shape or form, uh, Wirral Merseyside. Let's call it Wirral Cheshire, because it was until 1974. Yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't have a, a problem with that. It was Radcliffe, Maud. County boundaries coming up from London decided to change everything so that they could try and get away uh, maybe Liverpool's seat from the um, the uh, Labour Party, something like that. I can't remember. Uh, but um, I do remember that that's what happened and they drew a line across the Wirral or Wirral and uh, decided it was going to be a Merseyside as opposed to Cheshire. My mom- well, it's always been Wirral. It's always been- the area is Wirral. It's always been that. They split it up into different Merseyside and um, D-side and, and, and Cheshire. But it's always been well. It's never changed. It's one block of area, like Sefton, as I've said, and, you know, and, and other places. You know, that's what it is. People call it the Wirral, and it isn't. It's Wirral. It's just an area. Well, it's, Nothing's ever changed it's, for hundreds of years. It's the Wirral. If you're going to say they're in front of it, that describes the peninsula, the peninsula of Wirral, the Wirral Peninsula. It's the Wirral, it's, the Wirral, the Merseyside, or the, <laughs> the Wirral, the Cheshire. Listen, Don, you know, seriously, I, I'm in, in agreement with you. The trouble is, when I talk to other people about it, they couldn't give a toss. But then again... No. People can't no, give a toss they these days. That's, they don't yeah, want yeah. correctness, do they? they? They want to put this woke stuff everywhere, you know. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. You know, if, uh, you, know you, you can call it what you like if you want to be wrong. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. But uh, it does get on people's nerves when you tell them. But, it's, it, you know, I'm only telling what it is. You know, it's not the Sefton. It's not... The Nosley, it, it's it's an area. Nothing's changed for hundreds of years. That that's what it is. Pop you know, but <laughs> see, people should look into the people should look into the hist. I like the history of the place I live. You know, and people that don't live here, I don't care what they think. You know, if they don't live here, hard luck. You know, so you're you're unlucky. So there you go. 
Okay, Don. Well, we've uh, we've established where we where you are, which is the the most important part of all that. Okay, and uh, let's see where we're going to uh, have our rant this week. Apart from Wirral, Merseyside. Um, okay, so we've been talking about the uh, Commonwealth Games, or should we just call it Commonwealth Games? Or <laughs> the games? Yeah. Oh no, just call it the Commonwealth. Or games. There you go, the Commonwealth. Yes. We'll talk about the Commonwealth. <laughs> you don't have to put games on because, you know, it's the Wirral. You don't have to put Peninsula on the end. <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about games and we'll make it specific to Commonwealth. So, therefore, we'll need uh, the um, to preface games and Commonwealth. So, the Commonwealth games. Okay, so um, it was very, very good. I've got to say, Birmingham. Birmingham did a very good, uh, very good job there. You know, very, very good. Fantastic. They found a whale in the canal, you know, but it had no spokes in it. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah, no, keep them coming. Keep keep them coming. Listen, there's enough. There's enough seriousness in the world. Let's keep it bright and light. Um, Yeah, very, very, very interesting. I've got to say, uh, I think the coverage was excellent. Um, last night, for example, because of just the way things were, we were skipping round from football in the afternoon, then across to the Commonwealth Games for the boxing and the hockey and the diving and the athletics, and uh, it was just excellent. It was good. It was great for us because uh, Eng- England were winning. You know, and as I've always said, we want winners. If England didn't get any medals, no one would have been remotely interested. That's what gets you. It grabs you. And, and what, what, what grabbed me was a fellow called Jake Jarman, a young gymnast. How does he, how does he do that? You know, they're the, the standing on the floor and they jump upright and spin about 500 times and do four somersaults and come back down again. You know, it, it defies gravity. And you watch this, and it's. Fa- and then I thought, that's fantastic. Then, did you see the rhythmic gymnastics? No, I didn't see that. Oh, I tell you, I-, I couldn't believe what I was watching. These young girls, they're, they're on this this mat, you know, dancing around this mat, and they're throwing, they're throwing like um, a hoop right up in the air. They catch it. They, they do a, a, a somersault down below. They catch it on their back ankle and flip it up through their body. And they, they, without, it was just sensational. You know, the skills, and then they do it with the ball. They throw a ball up, do a few spins down below, catch the ball behind their back, and then roll it up their back and along their arms. You know, it, it's, it's like it, it, better than any circus I've ever seen. It was absolutely sensational. I couldn't take my eyes off it. I thought, how did they do that? It was like, it was like a cartoon. You know, you couldn't make it up. Fantastic. But it- and I found myself getting dragged in to the hockey. You know, I've never played hockey. It's one sport I've never played. And uh, I, 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 England won, and it was great. I was, I was out this chair. You know, it, when you're winning and it's tight at the end, that's what sport's about, as I've always said. And it's about winning. And I thought the coverage was fantastic. And what is great to watch is the mutual respect between the competitors from the different countries. Yeah. You know, they hug each other. And it's great to watch. You know, a nice personalities. Everybody's happy. There's no crowd trouble. You know, it, it was just a, a delight, the whole thing. You know, but uh, and I think it will inspire a lot of youngsters to take up sport. I don't know for how long. You know, we will at the moment. It's all it's all a go. But I thought it was fantastic. The ladies' football was brilliant. Yeah. You know, we win the, the 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 gold medal. It was it was fantastic. The whole thing I thought was really worth watching. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. I thought, oh, sport all the time. But you couldn't stop watching it, especially when we were in it and we were winning, which we were doing. It was great. I think you know. um, I think the medals table might show you that Australia were the top. I'm not sure. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they won it. Yeah. So what, well, what does that does that wipe out all the um, the English medals now? Then do do we still have the same respect and admiration for the medalists? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think, well, we beat Australia. Yeah, but you it, said it, last week, it, no, I'm thinking last week you said only winners. And I said to you, no, it's not only winners. I said it's because basically you have to respect the competition. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't win, but you play very well. And I think uh, to come second in that medal table, um, it was a very, very good achievement. I mean, let's put it in perspective. Uh, Australia, I think, has 17 million people. 17 million. Uh, England, I think, has about 70 million people. And yet, you know, they managed to produce more medal um, winners than, than we did, which is really quite interesting, I think. Well, you know, you only need... You only need two people who can run faster than anyone else, don't you? You know, it's not a matter of how many people are there. You have, like, someone like Jamaica uh, who produced these runners. You know, they, they, you know, you only need two people. It's not a matter of how many people are in the country, is it? It's a matter of finding the best. And as a, as a, I wouldn't say we came second because we didn't get as many medals as them. It was the winning of the medals, wasn't it? We, we won. We beat Australia, who <laughs> were the world champions, who haven't lost in hockey for eight years. Yes, but there's a wee, there's a wee, there's a wee change of tune I can detect this morning. <laughs> I mean, last week you were adamant. I mean, I'm not talking about just coming on strong. You were adamant that you had to win. And I'm trying to show yeah, you that, that really the table... Uh, is an indication of where all the medals went, of course, and we we were second, or England was second in that. Uh, if you add together, of course, Great Britain, then uh, maybe the t medal table would be different. But then, as I say, the perspective has got to be shown that the Australians, with 17 million, um, managed to beat everybody in the numbers of medals, which I think is a, a pretty fine achievement, and it shows that they are winners. They are winners, the Australians, always have been. Fantastic. They're fantastic. I'm, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I can't argue with you, but sport <laughs> is about winning, is what I said. You know, to, to me, that sort of sport is about winning. You, when you, no one remembers who comes second. Yes, they and do. Generally, in, generally England, in sports, England, yeah, England came second. Yeah, they came second. I know. We re, I can't remember England, but uh, you see, that's what it's about to me. That's what it's. I've played a lot of sports, and you know the pressure that you build. You go through different stages to get to a final of something, and you've gone all that way. What you don't want to do is lose when you get that far. So the pressure's on. And when when they when you they actually win, you can see the joy and, and and everything in their face, and that's what it's about. See, sport is you know you can kick a ball around the park. That's exercise, which is great. You can knock a tennis tennis ball around a, a tennis court in the park. That's great, but that's not sport. That's exercise. Sport is competitive. That's what I'm saying. You know, and and it, it's about winning. You, you do it. You compete to win. You don't compete to sort of a come second come second or even enjoy if, it. Even you if know. it's the medals table. You see, <laughs> when when you go to Australia and they describe the Poms, the English, as whinging Poms, I, yeah. I make that yeah. point there. Um, and, of course, uh, earlier in the summer, we saw the, um, the English rugby team, the uh, English rugby union team, defeat the Australians on their own soil. Um, and then the Irish went to New Zealand. You see, there it's clearly one against the other, two two teams. Whereas with the medal table, the medal table is an indication of an overall win, but littered everywhere with medals that have been gained in individual sports. So it's very difficult, as I was trying to point out last week, it's very, very, very difficult to only say if you win, that's the only way you can look at it. I don't think you can. I think the medals table is a table of all the winners. Therefore, um, maybe the smug people at the very top of the table or second in the table, yes, it's great, etc. Um, but all the others take place um, and they all have winners and second and whatever, don't they? Well, the medals table isn't like a one-on-one, -on -one, is it? it, it it's, the medals table is, 
as the result of everything, Hang isn't on. it? It's not like a one-on-one. Whinging poms. You, know, you play, you play. <laughs> well, we are. I agree entirely. This country never stops moaning. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. This country is a, a, a country full of whinging, moaning people. Couldn't agree more with the Aussies. You know, I couldn't agree I more. Think, uh, but you know, the sport is a one-on-one sport. Is is you know you win or you lose, and that's it to me. It's not about medals. It's that's the result of everything, isn't it? Mm. So there you go. Okay. Well, uh, it was nice to hear about the England team in the uh, hockey. Uh, conversely, we could have t- spoken about the Australians winning in the basketball or the netball or something like that. You see, um, but anyway, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The netball when you've got a girl the size of the one that was putting the ball in the net. She didn't even have to jump up. She was so tall. She just put it in. In the past, did you see it? I did. She, was, she must have been about seven foot tall. This girl, she was huge, beautiful, beautiful girl. And they throw the ball to her. I don't really understand netball that much, but they threw the ball to her. And she, they were all, all round her, jumping around, trying to stop her. And she just reached up and put the ball in the, in the net. Didn't even have to throw it. That's why they won. I, I've, got to be, I've got to be very aware. I don't want our podcast to be accused of being sizist. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't want to be sizist. Um, all in oh, all, she was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. All in all, I mean, there were some lovely people. I liked the attitude of the competitors. You yeah. know, in defeat, they were gracious. Um, yeah. They they didn't sort of um, whinge about coming second too often. Uh, they didn't get petulant and throw the medals into rivers because they didn't win the gold medal as opposed to the silver or gold, uh, or silver or bronze. Um, I just thought that the whole thing showed the value of the Commonwealth. I think that was one thing that came over loud and clear. It must yeah. be the envy of the world to see uh, what Birmingham uh, previously would always have been described as an industrial, heavy-duty, lots of uh, smog and sort of uh, pollution. Uh, it came across as a lovely place with um, wonderful crowds. I mean, did you see any of the beach volleyball? Yeah, fantastic. Those two lads, the two English lads. No, Spanish. I mean, Spanish. No, no, they were, they were Bello, weren't they, the two English? The Bello brothers. Uh, I think, think, think you find that they they really do come from Madrid. Um, oh, mate, they play for England, don't they? They do indeed, but, uh, you know, yeah. I just thought I'd mention but, it. I thought they were fantastic. I mean, the, the fella, the commentator said, oh, and he's hit the ball out, and the fella dived and, put, and hit you back in again. I mean, it's great. I mean, I don't know anything about beach volleyball, but it drags you in. And they, they, they lost, didn't they, in the final, but they got a, a medal in the end. Yeah. But fantastic. You know, it, it was so, it opened up the world to all these different sports. You know, that, I don't know anything about hockey. I've never played hockey. But, you know, and it was, I was, I was riveted, you know, watching it. Yeah. It was great stuff, you know, and, and, and well, well, well filmed and everything. It was, it was well done. The whole thing was well done. And they'd, they'd skip from one to another and you'd see the, the fellas throwing the javelin. God, blimey, they're mm. throwing it miles, this javelin. You know, it was great. Well, I think what was very interesting, when you actually see the javelin and you've got a Kenyan and a Nigerian um, where that's very unusual to, to find them at the top of the javelin throwing. I mean, you normally expect somewhere like Finland, of course, which is not part of the Commonwealth. But, um, you know, in the past we've had Tessa Sanderson and uh, is it Rob uh, Backley, I think it was, Steve Backley. Um, but to have uh, Kenya no, normally known for uh, track and uh, the long-distance events, they even won the 100 metres. So um, I I just find there's a sea change in all directions. And I think the one thing that shines through is that the Commonwealth should never, ever be finished. That's how I feel. Yeah, you're right. And I think also with the races, the sort of 800 metres, you see, you're trying to get your personal best. I think that that's basically it. You know, the the race most of the time is over before it started. 
you know, because you know who's going to win it, who's got that, like the, the world record runners in there. That that's what makes that. You know, when you say when I say come in second, there's not. A, but you know, you don't come second in something like that if you get your own personal best and you're quite happy. You know, and if you get a medal, you know, against the the world champion, that 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 is great. You know, it, it should it's, be. I, I just be. loved it all. I loved yeah. it all. I thought it was great. Don, there should be an event for backpedaling. <laughs> I think. Well, you, I think then you, I could tell. Then I could tell you to get on your bike. Well, sure. I think you, you've you've more or less endorsed everything I was saying and, and trying to explain that you know, um, by all means, go for your medal, but you've got to allow people to the likes of the personal best, which you just said. Um, absolutely right. I mean, to actually beat your personal best in front of thousands at a big event, um, marvelous. The whole thing was marvellous, but I do find it rather, rather rather, coincidental that we've got, um, you, you know, all these different world events, championship events, keeping us all busy while the Chinese attack uh, Taiwan, for example. You know, we're all busy watching our football, we're watching our ladies' football, then we're watching our Commonwealth Games, and then we're heading towards the World Cup after the... Premier League started again. I mean, it just is a little bit contrived for me. Sorry, uh, I've enjoyed it all, but I do find it all very, very strange that all these events are all there, all at the same time, in the same year. Well, it's, it's the news, isn't it? It's the problem. Is it have the news separately? That's the thing. As I said, we need half an hour of news. You can get the whole news in, in half an hour. Sit someone down at a desk and tell us the news. I know exactly what's going on in the world because I watch the, the thing at the side on the red button. The news is just a waste of time. It's too, It's all day. They're struggling for news. This morning, quarter to eight till eight o'clock, wo we're worried about the gardens because of the weather. Gardeners won't be able to sort their flowers out. You know, there's wars going on in the world. But we're worrying about the gardeners, you know, like I'm sure the people in the great big blocks of flats are really bothered about that, you know. But uh, this is the problem, you see, the news, you have a bit of sport on the news, but if they're going to have sport on, you don't need it on the news. If you want to know the sport, watch it, you know, get a bit on the end. We've got so many medals, but the news, you should sit down. Tell us the news, but they don't because they've got to fill in so much time. And they've got now the BBC have got this great big studio with pictures. You don't know what the hell's going on. They're going from one thing to another. Even the weather now. You, I can't understand the weather map because they're saying this and that. Looks like someone's thrown a bucket of paint over it. You can't even see England when they're explaining it, when it's raining. Oh, and they're going to be cloudy and you can't see the country. See, that's the trouble. They're getting too technical, too clever. Just give us the news and that's it. That's all we need. But you don't get that now. Now. You see that? And they'll mention China somewhere along the line, but that should be headline news. Yeah. Sports isn't, isn't about news, is it? No. Don, I'm outraged. And I've got to say why. Um, because basically, you know, you're talking about the gardens, uh, we're talking about uh, water shortages. You're talking about uh, host pipe bans. Uh, and yet, every single year we get the same problems. We yeah. still send rockets up into space. We do not find out how to use the 70% of our planet, which is water. I really, really find that when people talk about i know it's expensive oh it's terribly expensive uh, what would we do with all the salt etc etc you know desalination plants let's get them organized let's put salt back into the uh, earth if we need to but let's use the water let's give it to the people who can't um find enough water for their own people and for the crops and for the um, you know, the way they have to live. It's outrageous that we're not spending the money that we spend on rockets to the moon and new telescopes that tell us what happened 200 billion years ago as if we really do fall for that one. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I, I, I get annoyed. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That, you know, this, this is the time of the year, as usual, it's always the same. A host pipe ban, right? 
we've got a horse pipe ban in uh, the West Country somewhere. That's the first horse pipe ban, you know, because uh, the sun has come out. And we're heading now for another warm weather this week. We're, the warnings are out. We're all going to fry again. The warnings are out. It's quite cool today, actually, here. But there you go. Now, the ban is in the West Country somewhere. Uh, th reservoirs are down. Everything's drying up. Next thing, the hose pipes will be under six feet of water. That, 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 that'll be next. You know, you won't be able to find your hose pipe because it'll be under six feet of water. What gets me is you look at the weather map, if you can understand the damn thing, and you've got it's pouring down permanently in Scotland. It's, they're, they're, there's no water in the south. Now, it's 500 miles, that's all. That's 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 the distance. Can't they get the water from Scotland down the country like they did with canals when they built them by hand, you know, in the 200 years ago? And as you say, quite rightly say, we're surrounded by sea and oceans, oceans. And they say, oh, it's to, to, to make seawater drinkable. You haven't got to make it all the time. It's only for about two weeks we get a year. And, oh, yeah, well, it's, it's too, you know, it's too much trouble. That's what it is. But as you say, we can get telescopes spending millions to, to, to tell us what we're not remotely, or I'm not remotely interested in, but half a dozen people want to know what happened six billion years ago. This is the problem with it all. And it, it, I just think they're just stupid. I don't think they're capable of doing it, you know. But that, that, that's what gets me. Every single year, it's the same. The same time, virtually, it's August the 1st. Therefore, we're going to have a drought. And then it'll pour down with rain in September. And that's it. That's, that fills the news in for that bit. It's pathetic, mate. The mm. television, the news are pathetic. And, you know, they, they, need, they need bringing to task, really. You know, we're surrounded by water. Well, oceans and oceans with, with a little postage stamp in the middle of oceans and seas. And, and we have a drought. Oh, you know, I just don't get it at all. Well, I, I think it's all part of this um, media way that they want to terrify people, which they do every year, by the way, so it's nothing really new. It's just basically, I think people are now waking up to the fact that this was the way the Germans worked with their population. Make them terrified. You know, uh, don't forget, I mean, uh, I can tell you now, without... Any hesitation of a doubt in my mind, we'll be talking about monkeypox in about four weeks and just how dreadful it is and what we all need to do is go and get this vaccine or that vaccine instead of saying, no, the gay community should really stop doing what they do because that's how the disease is spread, you know, because that is the problem. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to be nasty to gay people, and it doesn't mean all gay people. It means there is a part of that society which has to have its responsibility attached to what's going on. Because I watched a medical programme, and they explained it to me. But will the politicians do anything? No, they won't. The same as the BP people who have announced their money as being... 13 billion or so in profit it's astounding it's astonishing that they think it's fair for their shareholders to benefit from the misery of everybody else it's not so much that it's it's they've announced they've made 13 billion profits it's only over a certain part of the year that as well and that is after they've paid the shareholders and the tax this is the clearance, 13 billion. That's the clearance. That's what they've actually made after paying everything else out. But nobody seems to ask, why don't you put that back to the, to the customers? Give the customers a... See, nobody seems to ask this. They, they, oh, no, no, no. You know, to me, my, well, the answer's simple to me. BP now stands for bypass. That's where I'll bypass the garage. I, I I will never buy BP petrol. My mate said the same. He, he, he never does. He had a bit of trouble back in the day. The BP garage by him 
was charging more than them. So he doesn't go there. He, he said, I, I'd, I'd go past it to the next one, which is if everybody did that, they might get a lesson there, but people won't do it. Oh, well, you know, we always go there. It's it's close to the house. And you see, that's what it needs. People should rise up, but they don't. And, and you know, as a, as as you say, t- scaring people, I don't think they, they do it to scare people. Scaremongering is news, isn't it? It's, it's like you watch the news in the morning and it's like watching a movie. It's it, everything sort of sensationalized. And, you know, to me, it's just it's just daft. But people aren't like me. A lot of people are, but a lot of people aren't. They, they do get frightened. And that's what the problem is, that they frighten people and I don't think they realise they're doing it half the time. You know, oh, I, they, they, they do know, Don, they well, do I know. I don't think they do. They're, they're thick. You know, you look, you look at that fella on the news in the morning. He's not clever enough. You know, to, but they're to told maybe. what to say, Don. You know what a news department in a radio station looks like. Uh, it's the same in the TV station. They get memos. So if the memo says today you will talk about this and you won't talk about BP and their 13 billion profits uh, and the fact that the government could step in and take a windfall tax, which they then apply to everybody's household bills. No, they they, they are told, no, we don't talk about that. Uh, and if anybody does step out of line, they lose the job. It's as simple as that. Same in teaching. So if you can't tell the people and if you can't educate the people then you're now on top of trying to frighten the people that's the way i see it yeah well yeah you could be right but you could be wrong you know i don't think they're capable see people are as we've said for years they're sheeple you've got them out there there's a the majority of people are there for the taking they believe everything they read and everything they see. They're there for the taking. So let's let's boost the news up. See, just to tell the news about the war here and there, and it's not news, it's not sensational. What is sensational is your garden could dry up. I mean, that, no, that's no, not news, is it? That's Don, not news. Don, just apply, <laughs> apply some of the logic that I apply. You think about it. We have not been given any information about influenza, seasonal flu, things that traditionally kill people because of summertime period and then into the winter and the winter flu. Uh, You see, all the time, the media machine, it's owned by two companies. Everything's owned by Vanguard and BlackRock. These people are devious and wicked and evil, and they will be sending out, hang on, keep all the UK and Britain bogged down with all their Commonwealth Games and football and the World Cup coming up next, um, and then terrify them with a little bit of monkeypox and COVID coming back, and then we can do what the hell we like. That is the, the state of the world at the moment. And if everybody did and they won't switch off their news channels, then we would all probably feel healthier. Anyway, um, like yourself, I would not buy any petrol from BP. It, it, no. it's, it is absolutely immoral. And I think the government should affect a windfall tax. But then again, where is your government? For a month, you don't have a government. Let's be honest about it. You don't have a government. Yeah, You've got yeah. two people... Two people posturing, uh, you know, Richie is posturing and Liz Truss is posturing. And in the meanwhile, Boris and those that were posturing are stopping their posturing because they will become history. And unfortunately, before we know where we are in another month, you and I will be sick to the back teeth of either Truss or Shunak. And then, of course, the wheels will all start generating again and we'd be now thinking of maybe Keir Starmer will do a better job or something like that I mean you know it just is so predictable it makes it you is. makes you uh, tired what, what, is, what is funny well not funny is you get someone like Sonic he looks ordinary when, when all of a sudden He's got he's got this sort of makeup on and he, he's and the big smile the big he must have had his teeth done you know because he you know they change they go from like being an ordinary bloke at the back bench to being a film star 
you know, it's to me, it's just a joke. The whole thing's a joke. And I, I don't, it doesn't bother me, you see, because I, I will not pay five pounds a pint. Beer's gone up oh, because of the oil. Oh, I'm not drinking oil. You know, beer's gone up. Oh, I don't pay it. You know, Weatherspoons, the beer hasn't gone up in Weatherspoons. If I go out to drink, which I drink at home, if, if, uh, if I go out to drink, I'll go to Weatherspoons and have a meal at Weatherspoons because it, it's, it's good value. I'm not going to go and pay 35 quid for a steak anywhere. I'd, I'd starve first. You know, that, that's the thing. But people don't do it. You know, these places are full. Oh, yeah, you know, they, you can't, they can't get in. You know, they, they're booked solid. People wanting to pay 30-odd quid for a steak and chips when you can get it across the road for, for, na for nine quid, which includes a pint. You know, I, so I don't do it. I, and like petrol, I won't buy BP petrol. That's my answer. You know, that's because that's all I can do. But if everybody did that, which they won't, you know, that would solve the problem. You know, pubs would shut down. Yeah, they bring your prices down or you shut down. And they all say the same thing. Oh, yeah, but we've got to pay the staff. We've got to do this. That's their problem. It's not my problem, you know, if, if they got to pay the staff. Sort it. Okay, you know. Don. That's uh, it. Right, okay. Just, I want you to breathe in on the count of four. One, <laughs> two, three. What's all this modern fashion trends for the older generation standing up against the passage of time? Never what's, you mind shutting me up. What's that all about? <laughs> Never mind shutting me up. Who do you think you are? <laughs> breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe oh, out. yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, you look around. Uh, it, You've got to despair, really. You know, in the old days, we had uh, we had fashion like you had the girls with a mini skirt on and sw swinging a trendy handbag, you know, things like that, and let, leaving a bit of the imagination. You know, now the, the latest trend with girls, they wear these skin tight tights. That's all. And swinging a trendy bag of, of dog dirt, you know, which they picked up from their dogs, you know, swinging. A, I mean, and, and blokes, this this latest trend, you have the older generation, they all, it's like the cotton shirt with the big shorts and the trainers with, with no socks, great big trainers, and the head shaved, you know, what, what little hair they got left, they shaved that off and polish their head a bit, and then put shades on, thinking they look trendy. And they're walking along with their wife, who's done up like a dog's dinner, and obviously the wife has bought the bloke the shirt, because the bloke wouldn't buy a shirt like that, and shorts, you know, which is all right, nothing against it, but they all look exactly the same. It's like looking at the same bloke. You know, when you go past, nobody has any imagination anymore. Oh, yeah, we'll get a big pair of shorts uh, and, and, a, and, a, and a cotton shirt. Yeah, and, and it just looks, and the youngsters are great. That's what it's about. Shorts, really, really, in this country are for youngsters, you know, young fellas. Old guys trying to be young. I wear shorts. It, I know, yeah, but you're in you're in a hot climate. It's different in, in there. Here, what happens here is we get a couple of hot days. Everybody goes into shorts, and then it goes freezing cold. But it takes them three days to realise. I went on Mel's prom yesterday. Uh, there's a place called Mel's here, and and the wind comes down Mel's prom off the sea, so the wind's always cool. And it was cold, to be honest with you, yesterday. Yeah. And I had a, my jacket on and a jacket underneath it. And I was still cool and a woolen hat on. And there's guys walking along, old guys, with the T-shirt, the shorts and, and the trainers. You know, they must have been bloody freezing. <laughs> but they're trying to look cool. See, look, see, we're still young. You're not. You know, it's a young world, I'm afraid. And fashion is a young world, in my opinion. Just is get that, on with um, it. Is that place still full of tourists? Where? Mel's? Mm. Uh, not really, no. It's, 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 New no, Brighton the, is the place where they Well, the go. only reason why I ask that is when you think about it, it's spelled M-E-O-L-S, which is Meols. Where are you? I'm on Meols. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Listen, when we talk, oh. when we talk about fashion... 
I think. That... Hang on, hang on. Don't just stop a minute while I, while I try and on. I want to try and unthink that joke. Okay, okay carry on. Um, that, that's the trouble. You see, when you try to be creative, that's the problem. <laughs> there, there's some people who can't be creative. Anyway, Dom. Um, all all things aside, now um, I think when we talk about fashion, the most ridiculous fashion. I think, has been able to be seen by these devious people who control us all now. And I still think there was a meeting at some time in the past and somebody has said, if you can sell the idea of people walking round in old ripped trousers yep. that they buy off the peg in a yep. shop for top dollar... If you can sell that to them, you can sell anything to them. I think that yep. definitely took place because there is nothing to me more stupid than to see somebody walking towards me with uh, a pair of trousers on that look like the dog got hold of them and ripped the hell out of them and they've just been and bought them in a shop. I've actually seen these in shops and I've sniggered to myself looking at them. It looks absolutely like the Oxfam shop and it's there as one of the leading garments in a fashion house sorry utterly utterly stupid for me well it's snobbery isn't it people buy it knowing that people look at them and think you know he spent a lot of money I applaud anybody who can make that sort of money out of a pair of ripped jeans which they've obviously what they've worn themselves and they've worn out. So you put them in the shop, tear the knee out of them, and young youngsters will come along and buy them because they're told it's trendy. I applaud. That's what I'm saying. They're out there. They're out there for the taking. That's why we've but got that's, millionaires. That's where we differ. We do differ about things like this because you are looking from making money side. I'm looking at the side of making people utterly stupid. A because it defies any logic. You give me any logic. Does it look good? It doesn't. It looks bloody stupid. Yep. You, you, you look as if you need to go down to the local um, lunatic asylum or, or get some medical attention for your brain. Because if you go and buy something, anything, anywhere else with rips in it, what are you going to do? You're going to go back and accuse the, the shop of having moths, a plague of moths, and you're going to want your money back. But no. People go out in these things. Ridiculous. Yeah, because they're told it's trendy, aren't they? You, you can tell them anything. People believe anything. The the block of people believe anything. I mean, when you think of... Uh, uh, they're all youngsters. You know, it's when the old old blokes decide they want to be look trendy. That looks... That's stupid. But, you know... Well, older they're, women. They're, older they're women. Take, if they're there for the taking, and, and I've no sympathy with people who go out and believe that the, the, these things are worth... It's like somebody spending £40 million on a painting. You know, it's, they're there for the... Uh, oh, it, it, was, it was painted by such and such, and he signed this, and, and it goes for £40 million. You know, uh, Eric Clapton's guitar. It's a guitar, that's all. You know, and, and oh, yeah, well, it's, it's worth sort of £20, 20 million. You know, and people pay it. But you can't do anything about it because they're thick. You know, <laughs> and that's how I see it. I mean, you, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be bothered with, with uh, Eric Clapton's guitar because I've got better ones myself. But, um, you know, I don't know. Just, just hold on to that thought. Now, you see, you can say, because you play the guitar, you can say there's nothing different, really, with what Eric Clapton does with his... It's, it's a sort of... It's a notion, isn't it? It's some concept that a famous person have wrapped the fingers and played this particular guitar. You know, it is something that we're, we are all a bit silly about, you know, but um, buying jeans that are ripped, I'm sorry, nobody can ever convince me uh, that, OK, maybe a marketing guy has been clever, but they have been clever at the, um, the expense of everybody being stupid. Look at the king. Look at the king. Look at the king. Yeah, the king, a, king is in the altogether. I mean, we've, on the head. We've, but why should they stop making money if people are stupid enough to buy this stuff? You know, that, that's the point I'm making. You know, you're in business. It's business is business. They are, if people didn't buy, they'd go out of business. It's like, it's like the beer. 
you know, oh, yeah, we always go to that because the beer's great, you know, and the meal's beautifully presented and they're paying a fortune. They're getting, they're getting kidded, rattling, but it, that's it, you know. Why not? Why not capitalise? I don't capitalise. I wouldn't do it. You know, I, I sell my, my DVDs and CDs. I've never changed the price for years, you know, if anybody wants them. But, you know, people get ripped off, but they can't see it. But... The, 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 if they're stupid enough, it's not like no one's breaking the law. No one's forcing them to buy it, are they? They're telling them. And as I say, I applaud anyone that can make money out of a, out of a gang of idiots, you know, because they're, they're pathetic. There's nothing you can do. What would you do? Oh, the thickest two short planks. So I'll bring the price down. You know, the, 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 and that, that to me, that's what it's about. Don, I've, I've really, you know, I, I am at a loss really to, to, to know where the answer lies because it's like uh, we're talking about uh, maybe footballers, and somebody, somebody still tries to tell me that Ronaldo is worth half a million pounds a week, or Gareth yeah. Bale is nearly the same. You know, sitting on a bench, not even playing the game, not even going to. Uh, and they're talking about, let me just repeat that figure, half a million pounds yeah. per week. Yeah. More, yeah. more than mo many people will earn in a lifetime. I mean, it's immoral. We've lost the plot. And unfortunately, there are some people that don't want to do anything about it. And there are others like me who really are so annoyed. I'd love to be able to do something about it. I've got nothing against Ronaldo, by the way. Um, no. You know, by, by all means, he's obviously a good athlete, etc. But £500 a week could put, put uh, food and water into a village where there's no um, nobody actually eating or drinking and, and the cattle are dying and all this sort of thing. But no... Well, he does that, doesn't he? He does that, doesn't he? To be fair to the guy, he's done a lot for charity. And uh, so so's, oh, this means, so's the other chap. Uh, Messi. The, the, tennis, the tennis player. Oh, Nadal? Federer? Nadal, he, he looked after his village. You know, they actually do it. But you can't blame them if, if, if people are going to offer them that sort of stuff, you know. But... Uh, that that's my phone making that funny noise. If you can hear it, the um, yeah, well, football. But you see, you you get sixty thousand people paying sixty quid, you know, to go to the match because they want to be part of it. See, that's the other thing. People want to be part of something. That's why you have. That's why people, you know. I'll wear jeans to go back to that with the ripped knees because I'm part of the fashion trend. They, they got to belong, you see. If if that, if you need that, well, so be it. But I don't. But don't you know. we? We've got to a point. We've got to a point where you are not allowed to speak the truth. And I did see a very good thing that uh, was going through Facebook. I think it was uh, talking about there will come a day uh, when people who talk the truth are spoken about as if they're evil and people who speak evil and lie and get everybody, uh, you know, really into frames of mind that are totally wrong, these are the good people. I mean, you only have to look at Boris to realise that if you can choose a leader of a major party who becomes the prime minister and can stand in front of the cameras and tell lies to the world... Something is not right. Something is dreadfully wrong. Okay, we make a podcast. We can't do much, but we can get it off our chest because, you know, like I said uh, about a certain part of our community, we do know that there are problems that could be addressed. The trouble is getting people to address them in a fair and sane way rather than going around and doing what your papers are full of at the moment, which is people getting murdered for nothing. Terrible, yeah. horrible. Yeah, I don't read the papers. But the, the thing is, with it all, a lot of people worry about stuff that doesn't really concern them. You know, just just get, get on with your own lives. This is what I do. You know, it, it doesn't bother me. I just I just do what I do. Nothing's really changed for but, me. But just do exactly what I do. I go where I want to go. I've been everywhere I want to go. You know, that's me. But, I mean, I'm not saying I'm anything special or, or, or people should be like me. But that's what I do. And, and I find it a lot easier not to worry about, you know, whether we're going to die of thirst. You know, I don't even give it any thought. You know, it's, uh, and, 
and that's it. But if everybody thought more about what they do themselves and give more instead of trying to be part of something, just get on with your own lives. You Look, Don, anyway. I, I, I go past people uh, like you probably do yourself in the street begging. I feel awful for some of these yeah. people. Yeah. I really wish I could help anybody. Uh, I don't care what community, what part of the community they come from. If there's any way I can help them to make life better. And I think that they're not breaking any laws or, you know, making other people uh, annoyed and ill or, or, or things like that. I want to help them, you know. But th there does come a time, especially if you're a teacher, you know, uh, for me, I do think that you can't um, just get a piece of paper that says you're a teacher. You've got to think about things and then try and express in a fair way what you think is the right way that things should be addressed. Um, now, you know, I don't think politicians have any sort of a remit like that because, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to work that way. Well, you see, it's about effort, isn't it? You see, if you want to get on, you've got to make an effort. Some people will not make an effort. You know, they, they, they don't see why they should. You know, you can, you can live on the dole, you know, and benefits. So why make an effort? And the people that make an effort will get on because you won't get on anywhere unless you make an effort and that's what it's about you know to me that life is about making an effort simple as that and if you don't make an effort then don't moan you know you you, you, you oh, it's all right for you that's what i used to get it's all right for you and i said well you know you you qualify as, as a whatever i was doing and i said you you start your own record company yeah anyone can do it if i can do it anyone can but, know, the, but, there's, but there's the difference you see when, when we get older People forget you and I and many people of our age, we did two or three jobs to make yeah, sure right. that we hopefully were going to be looked after in our older age. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but certainly uh, to actually go to the likes of seeing a lady called Diana Dawes and writing a song for her, which is the cue for the fact that we've got about eight minutes left of our podcast. Um, very, very uh, interesting, because I, I saw... Um, it was a clip of Mickey Rooney going up to get an award for somebody, at, yeah. uh, and Ronald Reagan was the guy giving out all the... That's right, yeah. And I can't remember the name of the lady that he, he was actually... The top of his head was right at the eye yeah. line of uh, her... Um, what was her name? Um, oh, it was so funny, you know. I know she she got killed, you know, in a car crash, and and she's the reason you have things at the back of a wagon that stop you going underneath the wagon. Wow. She was in a car that that went underneath a wagon, and she was she 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 beheaded. Oh dear! That was that was her, and and, and what's her name? Oh, she was so, but it was so funny, wasn't it? Mm. You know, Mickey okay. Rooney. So let's get to your connection with Diana Dawes. Explain who she is, because there will be people that don't know. Diana Dawes was uh, a, a film star. She's no longer with us, sadly, in uh, the 50s. And she was our answer to Marilyn Monroe. Uh, lovely, lovely looking girl. Just looked just like Marilyn Monroe. Made a lot of films. And um, back in the day, uh, I, I met your mate Lee P. Lee. Um, up here, and he, I wrote, I'd written a song um, called "I'd Like to Strangle My Boss," which uh, <laughs> everybody was sort of quite interested in. And he said, "I'll get you a deal on that with uh, this music company in London, Evolution Records." He said, "So if you meet me down there, I'll, I'll get a deal for you," which he did. I met Leapy Lee down there. And uh, while I was with the company, I signed up with them as a songwriter. And they said, Diana Dawes wants a song. You know, can you write a song for her? So I wrote this song called I've Seen and Done It All. Because she, she's like, uh, she was in with all, all, you know, the sort of gangsters and everything. And because um, and, she's done everything. And I wrote the song and I heard no more about it. And she recorded it, apparently, as I was, as I was told back then. And I phoned her up, see if, and she answered the phone. I didn't think I just got a number and I phoned this number, and she answered the phone. And I said, "What? What's happening with the song?" And she said, "Oh, she said, she said the song's great. You know more about me than I do." She said, <laughs> "Lovely, she was really lovely." And she said, "I think the company are going a bit cool with it all, you know." Um, and I think they're going under. And I said, "Yeah, I think they are. I think they're going bust." Anyway, they did. 
So I've never heard, I never heard the song. And, and I think the Bonzo Dog Doodah band did I'd Like to Strangle My Boss, which I think I heard. It wasn't very good. But um, anyway, last week, I got a, an email from this guy and, and said, we're going to re, re, we, we're re doing this album of songs which were never released. And one of them is Diana Dawes singing, I've seen and done it all. And we believe you wrote it. I said, yeah, I wrote it, yeah. And uh, I said, I've never heard it. Oh, he said, we'll send you a thing of it. When I heard it, I was, I was blown away. It was fantastic. She's not, she's not a brilliant singer, but, like, it, it brought everything back. It was quite emotional. You're looking about 48 years ago I wrote the song, and it was fantastic. You know, I sat there, I thought, oh, big orchestra job, and she's singing, and, of course, she's not with us anymore. Yeah. So I don't know what will happen to it, but, uh, you know, it was great. So that that's, that's on, on YouTube. You, what did you think of uh, her being at the other end of the telephone? I mean, it must have been quite surreal to you. It was. It was. It was. I, I, I got a number. I think Leapy gave me a number. And I phoned her up. And uh, I phoned this number. And she answered the phone. I said, oh. I said, is that Diana Toss? She said, yes. And she was really nice. I talked to her for a while. You know, she was really sweet. And um, she was saying, "Oh yeah, the song." She said it was, you know, it was great. You know, and but the company of it. And we was, I was talking, chatting away to her. What I didn't do years later, she came to Birkenhead to open some fate, and I should should have go and tell her. This was years later, and I didn't go. I regret not going. I should have gone and got me picture with it, you know. Oh, that but, uh, would have been that would have been so yeah, good. But I thought, actually, you know, you, you don't need people coming up saying hi, you know, to me. I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not in awe of yeah, people. Yeah, but you're not just any old person, Don. You'd written a song for her, for goodness' yeah, sake. Yeah, that was yes. an opportunity missed, wasn't it? Well, it was, yeah, I regret that. But she was great, you know. And um, as I say, when I heard the song, I thought, blimey, you know, the, the full the full hit, the orchestra, the lot. And it's about her life, you know, she'd, rich and, she'd been rich and poor, shown the door, played for the fool, gone back for more. You know, it was, and I've rewritten the song several times since and sent it out. And I'd added more to it than, than is in the song she did. And, and I've altered the ending of it. <laughs> you know, when you look, I went and look back, that's the original version well, of the song. It was great, you know. Don, just before you announce the song, and then we play it, um, I just advise and urge anybody who has never heard of Diana Dawes, D-O-R-S, uh, to go and look her up on um, YouTube or um, sort of just um, Google her and you'll find ma mountains of stuff. So, Don, if you could do the time-honoured thing, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a song I was lucky enough to write and fortunate enough to have a young lady sing it. It's called I've Seen and Done It All, sung by the famous Diana Dawes. Smiles and friends, cast off clothes and fur lined gowns, seen sleazy bars, expensive cars, met down and outs and movie stars. And sometimes there is no one there to catch me when I fall. And I think I've earned the right to say I've seen and done it all. I've drunk champagne on private planes with losses greater than my gains. Seen to eat with the elite, yet almost starved on lonely streets. I've had to fight some battles with my back against the wall, but I think I've earned the right to say I've seen and done it all. I've been rich and poor, been shown the door, played for a fool, gone back for more, been double crossed, have loved and lost. I've paid the price. The cost, and I can say with honesty, I've. Really 